Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, Florida's Marco Wilson may forever be known as the guy who threw the shoe that resulted ultimately in the loss to LSU. But there have been bigger mistakes on bigger stages than that. We're talking about the goats of sports. Not the greatest of all time, but the ones who had their worst moments in the biggest games. Guys like Scott Norwood or Chris Weber, Bill Buckner, even Steve Bartman. We're talking goats with the goat himself, Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute. On this edition, of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, our friends at Mr. Empanada, well, they'd like to wish everyone a very, very Merry Christmas. And with the holidays coming up, you know what? What better way to celebrate than to get together safely with family and friends? And you know what? That gathering can include their delicious mini empanadas or maybe some Cuban sandwiches from Mr. Empanada. Listen, they appreciate uh, all their customers, and they'd like to show their eagerness to move on to 2021. What better way to do it than to call Mr. Empanada now and order online at mrempanada.com or you can call any one of their seven convenient locations in Tampa Bay. Where Latin food, quality, and service meet, it's Mr. Empanada. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. And uh, Tommy, on our last podcast, towards the end, uh, we were talking about the Florida defensive back, uh, Marco Wilson, who... Forever will be known, I'm, I'm afraid, unless unless he has a great college and, and what's left of his college or, and or NFL career. Perhaps he gets a chance to outperform this. Um, but Florida fans will always remember, <laughs> unfortunately, the LSU game and how, you know, the shoe dropped, the other shoe dropped, if you will, um, or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, basically Florida was going to get the ball. LSU was off the field. And after a tackle in his enthusiasm, the shoe had come off the player. Marco Wilson picks up the shoe, throws it 20 yards, which I thought, to the to the referee's credit, Kate was very specific about the throw. He goes, <laughs> personal foul, picked up the shoe, threw it 20 yards. Not 22, not 19, no, 20 yards. Um, to which, you know, <laughs> Dan Mullen said, I guess it's a fe- penalty. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, what you guessed like if right. If you threw it five yards, it's okay, but twenty is too far. Like I don't know that that's really. Anyway, first of all, let's talk about this kid. I feel horrible for him because I know how rabid the fan base is in college football in general, but at Florida in particular. And the thing that always bothered me, Tom, about college sports when I covered them, and I covered the Gators for two years before I went on to do the Bucks, is that, and nothing against all you Florida boosters because some of them are my best friends. But there is something that doesn't seem quite right, whether it's basketball, football, whatever, you know, about this 55, 60-year-old booster wearing his polyester orange and blue and his visor driving his Winnebago up to Nashville to see him play Vanderbilt and a kid, an 18-year-old kid misses an extra point and the guy loses his mind right, and starts calling him names. And I can only imagine what the reaction 
and how many TV screens were broken around the state when Wilson got penalized for that. And then, of course, LSU goes on, kicks a 57-yard field goal, and then Florida comes back, misses one from 51. And the Gators lose to LSU, but the whole talk, that game will always be remembered for one thing. Right. Always. Yeah, the shoe game, yeah. The shoe game, yeah. Yeah, and I f- I'm with you, Rick. I feel bad for the kid. I it was Look, it was a dumb thing. It was a dumb thing to do. Was it a penalty? Yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, you gave up 34 to LSU, and the guy, yeah. the guy kicked To a quarterback these- making his first college start at the Swamp on the road with a bunch of freshmen around him. Right. And it was Brad Johnson's son, by the way, Max. But Right. But if that game's close enough that you, that you lose because a guy threw a shoe, then you weren't you had trouble more than totally. that one play. Absolutely, you had trouble all night long. Absolutely, so I, I feel bad for the kid. Let me here's a real quick question about that though, Rick. Ten years goes by. Look, they're gonna they're gonna get beat by Alabama, Florida. So it's this game didn't cost them the national championship. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> let's say let's say they do. It, it, this game would not. I don't think is ultimately going to cost them the national championship. It's not going to cost them money, depending on the bowl game. They go through all this other stuff. Um, would you rather be known for no, like? We'll we'll never hear that kid's name again. Like in ten years, if if it hadn't been for that play, you might not have heard of this guy again. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe he's a prospect nfl i don't know but um would, would you, you rather, rather be known for that would you rather be known for oh yeah you're the guy that threw the shoe in that game like 10 years from now because it'll be in 10 years it'll be funny it's gonna no, go from being, I don't think it's people are be mad funny. now i think in 10 years it'll be funny mm. and p i think you could actually have fun with it in 10 years yeah i was the guy that threw the shoe remember that oh yeah that was that was funny man that was that was actually pretty funny or would you rather not be remembered? Like, oh, I played a Florida. Really? When did you play? I played from 2018 to 2021. Oh, really? did you play? Yeah, I started. Oh, wow, that's great, man. Good for you. And that's it. But, I mean, that's a party conversation right there. Yeah, I was the guy that threw the shoe. Do I want to be known as the <laughs> guy that threw the great. shoe? As opposed to not being remembered at all, really. Maybe if I moved to New Orleans or Baton Rouge, that would be cool. I think it's going to be funny in 10 years. I think it'll be I don't. I don't. It's it's not like it cost them anything. It it cost them one game that really. Oh, you don't suppose some Florida fans had a little money on that game? Well, that's possible. Or perhaps plans to go to a But they were going to lose that game anyway. The spread was so big that that, they were screwed anyway. Well, perhaps. But listen, I don't know because social media, I mean, we, we have a way of, you know, one play. You can be branded no matter how good a player you are. And we've seen this in sports throughout history. We'll get to it in a minute. But do you want to be famous or infamous or anonymous? I mean, that's what you're asking me here. Right. Like, and I think there's different levels of the infamous part of it. Certainly, right. I don't want to – like, okay, there's a difference between being re- like OJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah. <laughs> and being, uh, you know – uh, you mean known for his 2,000 yards that he had for Buffalo that year? Yeah. you can either, But you can either be – there, there's or a difference murder. between uh, what we remember OJ for and Tony Romo <laughs> dropping the extra point on the you know in the playoff right. game. Martin Gramatica trying to kick it, yeah. Right. There's a there's a little bit of a difference between the two. Oh, he's gonna drop the ball, Jim <laughs> Tony. <laughs> but yeah. It's, but uh, so so but if you're if it's closer to the yeah I dropped the football on the extra point more than it is the OJ Simpson part. I I think <laughs> yeah, being yeah. remembered for something. That was not great. It's actually better than being anonymous. See, and I would be thinking. Like, not Scott w- Norwood. I don't want to be Scott Norwood. We'll get into it. I don't oh, want to be yeah. Scott Norwood. But, like, this thing was funny to me. 
It wasn't. There was nothing. What do you mean it was funny? I think it it'll be fun. funny. Ten years from now, a guy threw a shoe. Seriously, who throws a shoe? Like, what? I got on Sports Like Pelly. Like, what'd you do? Like, you didn't talk. I don't know, but if I see that meme of, of that, uh, I don't know where he was. Austin Powers? Bush. Yeah. Uh, George Bush had two shoes thrown oh. at him in that press conference <laughs> oh, that in South Korea or somewhere. I don't but know. But it was like was. the Austin Powers one, too, where he's like, honestly, who throws a shoe? And it's that's <laughs> true. Like, who does that? It's it's like, oh, I got caught for a, If I had told you after the you game. You know who does that? My mother-in-law used to do that. Well, there you go. Gra- yeah. my, everybody's grandmother did it at one point. Exactly. But and I you remember, were afraid of that shoe, too. Well, absolutely. But if I told you, if I didn't tell you, if you hadn't seen the game at all, and say, oh, Florida was getting off the field, then a guy got called for a sportsman like, and they're like, well, what did he do? Did he like, I go, guess. I'll give you three guesses. And we're like, I don't know. He stood, over the, guy. He stood uh, over the guy and taunted him. Or he pushed a guy in the face. Or he or, faked like he was peeing in the end zone like a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that right. was another CC game. Right. But all this, I'll get, no, he actually threw a shoe. You'd be like, wait, he did what? <laughs> he threw a shoe? Like that. I do I think mean, it, it sounds silly, but it was, but I mean, like, it was, it was really like not a good play. It was not I mean, a good it play. It was them. dumb. It and at the time, them. everybody, I was with everybody. I was like, "What are you thinking?" And I, I'm just, not a Florida fan, or I don't hate, I don't hate anybody, but I don't, I don't like or dislike Florida. So to me, I'm just watching as an observer. So it's kind of half amusing to me. And I'm sure if I was a diehard Gator fan, I wouldn't feel that way. But I do think in ten years, when we look back, I think it'll be more funny than anything else. Somebody's got to do a story on a guy. I half sure expected years. one of the Florida guys to go get the shoe. Apologize for him on behalf of the entire university, and then put it back on the guy's foot. You know, oh, like, if he had oh, done sorry. that, oh, if he had done I, that, if, if the guy had said, "Ref, I'm really let sorry, me, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry," I'm going to go know, get like, it. I'll go get it. it. I'll bring it back. I'll be right back. Just let me go get, and then like unlace it and everything, and put it on his foot like that. That might have curried enough favor where the refs would have got together and go, "Then we can't call this. You know He's a good guy. Up. We're going to pick good up guy. the guy." You know. Yeah. Instead, he was celebrating after he threw it, and all the other guys were like, oh, what'd you just do? I know. that. I think the other guys helped draw the penalty because they immediately came in and were like, hey, man, don't do that. <laughs> but th- was there was there a part of you, Rick, that's, that I'm not sure I, I agree with this. So I'm just throwing it out there. Was there ever a part of you that looked at that play, and if you're the referee, like, eh, I'm going to let it go. He just threw a shoe. Big deal. Um, or, is that, or is that like a no-brainer? I kinda, a yeah, I kind of knew immediately he was going to get the unsportsmanlike. I did. I, I, you know, I don't know how you just let it go. I mean, do we want guys picking up other people's shoes and throwing them across the field? I mean, you can't do that. <laughs> so we're worried about setting a precedent there. Right? So, well, maybe not. not. A Florida guy did it. Marco Wilson, did Marco Polo, whoever he did Marco it. Marco Wilson, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, shoes do come off. What if it's a helmet? Do we toss that? Oh, do you remember what's his name? <laughs> Miles Garrett threw a helmet at Mason exactly. Rudolph's head. Exactly. Right. So I mean, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's some. You gotta have some decorum in the game. I mean, you know, I don't know. So throwing, throwing a shoe crosses that line. I what about throwing a towel? Can you throw a towel? You can't throw a towel far though. You so can't go far. You can't throw it twenty yards downfield. Yeah, you could try so. to throw a towel, and it's gonna go about three yards, and that's right. about it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I felt, I felt for the kid. I thought, you know, he's gonna, and maybe he'll have a sense of humor about it. Maybe there's an endorsement deal. I always think about this in terms of money, Tom. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I just think there's got to be something there, right? Like what if, so his name is Marco. What if that shoe was made by Polo? Oh, there you go. Then you could maybe Marco's combine Polo. It. Yeah, Mar- there goes Marco's Polo. Like you got your own brand at this point. You know, like I'm thinking, I'm always thinking marketing, man. Well, yeah. headlines, everybody was jumping on the headlines. You had a you had like one immediately, right? Like decleated or something like that. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay Times used, yeah, the, the agony, agony of, of defeat. Deplete. 
yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, it was pretty clever. There was a lot of them, though. Between that and Lamar Jackson's, you know, run to the to the to the uh, bathroom facilities, um, yeah, yeah. I think there was. I think Twitter was alive. That's the thing. I pride myself on on trying to be first and trying to be good with this stuff. I found out that there's a lot lot more funny a lot funnier people out there than I am. Twitter That's is funny, sure. and again, it, it's just it's just everybody. Like you have. And to the be great super thing about quick. it is the great thing about Twitter. If you're on deadline and you're kind of you know. <laughs> is that you can steal from anyone. It's There's no right. copyright on Twitter. Like, exactly. I'm sorry. You said it. I'm writing it. It's mine. Um, but it got me to thinking, like, this this whole uh, Marco Wilson thing about talking about some of the goats of the game. Um, and not the greatest of all time. Not the Tom Brady's, per se. Although you could argue, you know, at, at one point maybe he deflated a football or so they said. But I'm talking about and you mentioned one of them um, right here because we got the Super Bowl, you know, in town this year. Don't know if you know that Super Bowl Fifty Five, Scott Norwood. I mean, every time, and I know we're going to do it ourselves. Like, there's going to be a Super Bowl in Tampa. Ah, you know what? It's a good time to go talk to Scott Norwood. Wonder what he's up to. Wonder if he's forgot about that field goal he missed in Tampa. That could have changed the history of the Bills and the entire NFL. And that's one, Rick. When you think back about it, you look at it now. It's like forty-seven yards. If you miss a forty-seven yarder for the Super Bowl, I think a lot of people would just, uh, and I mean, they did with Scott Norwood too. I, maybe I'm wrong. At forty-seven yards, it wasn't quite the makeable field goal that it is now. Back no, when, back at the time. I mean, back then, like forty-seven was like, it was almost like fifty-seven. Now, really? don't you think? No, really. I thought I think I mean, back then like, I don't think as many guys were like making fifty, maybe, but it wasn't like. I don't know that it was. You'd say it was like. 57 or 50. I mean, it just felt like back in the, like 47 felt like, ooh, this is not. It wasn't automatic. I mean, but kickers like back then weren't as good as they are now. I mean, a kickers well, that's, now. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that's all part of it. Yeah. And I you think. You looked at course, 47 seemed harder than 47 yeah. now. Percentage wise, I, it, I I don't have any data, but it was, it was probably, it's probably higher now from that distance than it was because I just think kickers got better. Although when they moved the extra point back, they got worse. Look. I think you have to look at it in its totality, which is if the Bills win that Super Bowl, you know, they went to three more, right? (laughs) No kidding, Um, yeah. How does that change things, right? How does history change? And then the Giants aren't Super Bowl champs. And And Bill Parcells is not a Super Bowl he has. As big a deal as he is, yeah. I mean, it changes a lot. And, you know, somebody's going to be talking to him about wide right. And... He's talked about it, you know. He's they, no, they've done, they've done stories on it, but this is his. This is forever his legacy, and he was a pretty good kicker. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, and he, um, you know, after he played for the Bills, he played just one more year. Did you know that? No, I did not. And then he was released, and he went back to Virginia, and he was off the radar for a long time, and then he showed up as a uh, an insurance salesman and uh, kind of a real estate agent after that. I don't so. think I, I don't think I would. Now we were talking about looking back ten years from now, and I said, you know, the Mark Wilson thing was funny. It would be funny ten years from now because ultimately, I don't think it cost. It's not going to cost Florida much of anything. It's not going to cost. I, it, it will not cost national cost championship. No, it's not going to cost them. A national what if they, listen? You're confident there's no way they can beat Alabama no, with, with no really no Alabama. No, I don't think so. Really? No, not even. They're in the game, you know. You well, sound I know like they're playing. They're going to. There, there will be two teams out there, and Florida will be one of them. 
Right. So they they could win. Right. I just and um, I also say this that they he's not the only reason they lost that game. Now, I see. I think Scott Norwood's a bit different case. That won't that will never be funny to Scott Norwood. It'll no. never be funny to Buffalo fans. It'll never no. you'll never look back at it fondly. And it's not as if they won the next year, like you said, or one of the next. They three didn't years. win the next three years. If they, they won had, the AFC, right. but they didn't win the Super Bowl. It, now, it, that's the thing. Um, a, a player, and we'll get into some of these other goats, a goat will never be forgiven unless the team goes on to win after him. And if Buffalo had won same, the next like year. same series or the next year. You know, or, yeah. Next year or even for, like, in the, let's just bring up the obvious one, which was Bill Buckner. Um, yeah. And that was the you know the Red Sox hadn't won a World Series in a bazillion years or whatever it was since the early 1900s, right? And then that extended it ultimately another nearly 20 years, another you know more than you know close to 20 years, and so more than 20 years, right? No, about 20 years. And that now we look back at Bill Buckner like oh yeah he was a good dude, but there was a figure. lot of years, yeah. But there were there were several years afterwards. Oh, it was until, horrible. Yeah, it was horrible, and because the Boston, the curse of the Bambino continued for the next. Exactly right. Game Game Six, of course, um, of the World Series, the '86 World Series with the Mets. And the thing about Buckner was he was a really solid major league player. I mean, beyond solid, good hitter, real good hitter, good hitter. You know, um, not a guy necessarily known for having a bad glove, but you know, when the most nimble dude, they already knew that. Um, but it became such a focal point, and it was like, look, you don't want to be that guy in that city, right? Because they're ruthless, okay? And when I say ruthless, maybe that's where that term comes from when you think about it, Babe Ruth getting <laughs> traded. Maybe it just, it just hit me that's that that's where good. that comes from. That's pretty good. Hey, hey, they're ruthless. Why are you ruthless? Well, we traded them. If they had traded Garrick, we'd say it's Garrick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but books were written about him. I mean, he got threats. And here's the thing I – you know, I kind of remember. Don't he played seventy five games for the Sox the next year before they finally mercifully shipped him out of town because nobody was ever going to forgive him. And then after he, you know, was done, um, he was off the grid. Like he remained silent. No one interviewed him, talked to him, whatever, until the two thousand four World Series. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Yeah, you know, Billy wasn't such a bad guy, right?" You know, and they they felt bad, and they brought him back, and you know he had his sort of uh, his eps got absolution or whatever from them, and everything was okay. I remember there was a lead. I I think it was in the Boston paper, or maybe it was Sports Illustrated, but like after the um, the Mets won, and of course that was Game Six. There was still a Game Seven, right? That's the thing. Like a couple of things about that, real quick. First off. The game was tied. It wasn't as if they were winning. They had a they had a five three lead going into the tenth inning that night, right. and the score was tied after a wild pitch knocked in the tying run. And exactly. so when the ball went, and here's the other thing, Rick, he shouldn't have been in the game. He had no, no legs at that point in his career. He wasn't a good glove. They should have taken him out as a defensive replacement. And they played a game seven the next night and had a three nothing lead the next night and couldn't hold it. Right. So when you would look back and say Bill Buckner cost them the World Series, that's not even close to being true. He cost them a chance to go on to the to the eleventh inning that night at exactly. Game Six. Anyway, well said. Where was I? I forget. You were um, saying, but no, you were saying that. Um, oh, they had stories. So they had stories right. written about him, and it was cruel because, and I don't know if it's SI or, or in the Boston Herald or Globe, or whatever. 
But they were talking about after the Mets won, they said, you know, then the, the parade, parade route will go down Avenue of whatever and, and you know, on to Times Square, and then it'll finish through Bill Buckner's legs or something That's like awesome. that. It was, a, it was a horrible lead. You mentioned Romo. That's a great lead. Are you kidding me? Of course. Yeah, I wish I'd have written it. Romo, uh, uh, you know, he certainly outlived the, the whole dropping the, you know, dropping the snap on a 19-yard field goal in 2007, although didn't exactly have a ton of uh, success in the postseason himself. Um, but that was unfortunate when he just and, – and I think that brought – either that was the beginning or brought rise to the cable. I can't remember which. Um, but it was uh, – you know, it was, it, it was one of those things you thought he would outplay but never really did because as great as, as, as a career he had and the Cowboys were very, very good, they never really – became that playoff t- team that they that they consistently need to be. Right. Um so that that was one. And there's been others. I mean, you know, you've seen managers Grady Little got a lot of a lot of flack for leaving Pedro Martinez. I was at that game. I was in the stadium that night. Were you there? I was, yeah, I was covering I covered that series. Oh wow. That you know it's funny, it's one of those things where you know, we we remember Kevin Cash taking out Blake Snow. You're like, what are we what is he doing? Yeah. And, and Pedro Martinez basically talked his way into staying into game six. And I remember clearly tired. Yeah. Yeah. He was tired, but I remember thinking at the time, like this is Pedro, man, this is your ace. This is the guy. You got to ride your horse. Yeah. And it's easy to look back now and say, Oh, great. What were you doing? Because they ended up blowing the lead. Then Aaron Boone won the game. Aaron freaking Boone. Yeah. yeah, 12th or 13th inning. What it was with the home run to send him to the series. But I I was there. I was there that night. And yeah, I mean, Grady, Grady little, I was back the next year watching Boston, and Grady Little was not. I believe he got fired after that. He season. ended up, uh, yeah, he got fired. He ended up with the Dodgers for a couple of years, right? Um, and then he was let go there. So, um, but that was one. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, the one the one that I think, um, and this one's, this one's, I mean, it, there's been a couple other players. I mean, they're in a spiner fumble. We all remember that. Remember when C Webb for the Michigan Wolverines called timeout? Mm. Back in the ninety three NCAA championship, that was now and there's a guy that I thought outplayed it in his career. Yes. Right? Because they did win a national title after that. You know the funny went, thing is, you second. look back at Dean no, Smith. They, did, they didn't win a national title after that. Oh, they didn't win. No, they did not. No, no the Fab Five uh, were in two straight championship games, but never won. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought they won. They right, end up well, playing. They end up playing Duke after that, right? Like a uh, Michigan man, or was it Duke before that? Yeah, uh, yeah way, that was they, Carolina. The uh, and then they played Duke. Those were the two championship yeah. games. Gotcha. And right. then Weber went pro after the sophomore year. So, yeah. but here's the thing: like Carolina fans don't like to talk about this because Dean Smith was actually on the receiving end of the great ultimate goat moves of all time, which was C Webb calling a timeout that helped them win the 1993 NCAA tournament. And then back in 19, what was it, 82, when they played Georgetown, and that's the game where, what was his name, Fred Smith? Freddie Smith, was that his name? Threw the ball to James Worthy. Like Fred threw, Brown. Fred Brown. Threw it to the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. And Carolina won that. Those are, those are Dean Smith's two national championships. Now, he's a great coach, but 
<laughs> I mean, he had a little help winning both of those championships. Yeah, yeah I mean, no. two goat moves of all time. He certainly did. He certainly did. Um, the one that you know that gets me even to this day, and I've seen the thirty for thirties on it, is Steve Bartman. Yeah, you know, like there's so many layers to that story. That's like heartbreaking. And again, you know, when the Cubs won the World Series, I think they sent Bartman a ring. Like that's going to make up for it, right? That thirty thirty was amazing. It really that, was, wasn't it? That they if, found him? Well, and if you watch that, I mean, we all remember what happened, but when you sit there and watch it again, right. and they they keep showing the shots of him, you almost forget, like that night, you almost kind of forget how it all played out. But when you see it in real time, and then find out, what it, what his life was like in the immediate moments as soon as it happened. He almost got killed. They were For the next several guy. hours and sneaking out of the ballpark and how the security yeah. had to take care of him. Like, imagine They had to put that. a jacket on him imagine so that he wouldn't that. be it's recognized. Imagine that. It's the worst. And here's the thing. This is your team. Like, these are your – you're there to your, watch. He was your fan. Yeah. Right. And for that to have happened to him and, – and, again, this is not – the thing that I felt bad for Bartman – most of all, Rick, is it could have been anybody. It could have been any of us. Well, it could have been one of the other guys reaching for the ball right around him, too, or behind him. Exactly. There were other people actually looking for that ball to catch it. He just happened to be the closest one. You know? And I think and it's Mo- an instinct Moises for a lot of people. Right, was, Moises Alou didn't help at all. Yeah. You know, because I don't even know if Moises Alou catches that ball, to be honest with you. I don't Here's think Here's what he they does. forget about that, and maybe you remember. Didn't they kick a ground ball double play before that or after yeah. or at some point? Was it Alex game? Gonzalez, I think. Alex was... Gonzalez, the shortstop. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, that was game six, too. You had another night to win, and you didn't. Right. There you go. But, yeah, the, Bart- the Bartman thing, I thought, was was the worst because he was just a dude, and he was quirky dude. Um, you know, didn't, didn't ever want to be, obviously, you know, talk about it or interviewed really for it. Although they did, they did, they did find him. They did a whole thing of finding Steve Bartman. And I think he had to leave after that and leave, uh, leave but his the, home. But the whole look too. I mean, wearing the Cubs hat and he had the headphones on. And he was wearing a yeah. sweatshirt and it was and the glasses. And I mean, he's people sitting went there listening, like, presumably Halloween. to the radio about people talk about what an idiot this guy is. Right. 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 And, and they're talking about him until it got so dangerous, Tom, that they had to escort him out for his own safety. Yeah. Just they were afraid something horrible was going to happen to that guy. Yeah, just a heartbreaking, heartbreaking. And if you have a chance to watch that 30 for 30, it really does. Like, you get scared for him. You're watching like, oh, my gosh, how how awful would it be to be him? And, again, he's one of those guys Rick was never forgiven until they won. And then until once they won. they won, then it's like, then oh, that's Steve Barber. That's our, that's, yeah, right. Then they got a conscience. Very good. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, there's there's been umpires that have blown calls. You know, Deckinger and and others. Do you remember any any hockey ones? Do you remember any hockey? There coach? was probably the the one of the more famous ones, but he was very much embraced immediately afterwards. Um, back in the mid 1980s, the um, Steve Smith, right? Steve Smith, right? The Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton had Oilers a, had mm-hmm. a dynasty going. And that's when they had Gretzky and Messier and Paul Coffey and Grant Fuhrer and Yari Curry and just, I mean, just loaded with Hall of Famers up and down. And somehow they got into a really tight series with the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames, yeah. And they were, and it, it went, and at, now, by the way, that's their biggest rivalry. I mean, this is Ohio State, Michigan. 
This is Duke, North Edmonton, Carolina. Edmonton, Calgary, yeah. Edmonton, Calgary. That's one of the best rivalries in, in, the, uh, in the National Hockey League, especially at that time. Both teams were really good. And score was tied late in Game 7. Steve Smith came around his net and went to throw the puck up the middle of the ice just to pass nobody around from Calgary. And yeah. he, he threw the puck off the back of his goaltender's leg. And it yeah. went into the net. And if you ever see the replay, like go look it on YouTube. Just type in Steve Smith own goal. He immediately drops. He's a rookie at the time. Immediately drops to the ice and is like totally crestfallen. He knows at that moment the game is over because there's only yeah. like there was only a couple minutes left. A couple and minutes, yeah. When that happened, and you and his face is just and he was a kid. He was like I want to say he was 21 or 22 at the time. He was he was crying. It was just you look at it like oh my gosh, you just feel horrible for that kid. Now they did go on to win the Stanley Cup, and I do believe I, I might be wrong about this, so I apologize if I am. But I think they won the cup within the next. I think they came back and won it the next year, and they, Gretzky was. They the went on to win three of their next four. Well, Gretzky, the next year they won, and Gretzky got the cup, and I believe the first person he handed it to after that was Steve Smith. And yeah. so that was sort of the all's forgiven. Now, his teammates immediately ending. rallied behind him, and I think even the fans felt bad. And that's another one of those things, Rick, is you're in, it's you're in game seven. You give up a goal in game seven. Yeah, it looks bad, but what were you doing in game seven? And how many other plays happened during the previous six games that might have cost you a chance to move on and get to advance? But that was the biggest one. The other one I was at, actually was at this, was the, it was the Salt Lake City Olympics. And Sweden was playing, and they had a goalie named Tommy Sallow, and they were playing. I think they were playing a team from. I want to maybe it was Belarus. It was a team that like had to earn their way into the tournament, and somehow that score was tied. And a guy took a slap shot from center ice, and somehow went over. Tommy Sallow somehow ducked, and it went into the net. <laughs> like it was the most awkward looking. He tried to catch it. He was ducking at the same time, <laughs> and it's actually it's funny like. You know, like you have great Olympic moments are put on stamps, and everybody said that Belarus was going to put Tommy Sello on their <laughs> stamp back home of him, like somehow butchering this shot. But it cost Sweden a chance to advance in the uh, in the hockey tournament back in I think it was Salt Lake City, so that had been two thousand two. Um, but like I said, I was at that game. That that that's the other big goat moment that I can remember. I'm sure there's been others, but those are the two that stand out to me. And that's the that's the thing, man. I mean, every you know, like we're getting into the the playoffs for the NFL and college football. I hope it doesn't happen to some kid, you know, that's innocent and playing college. But you know, I mean, that's what sports is about. I mean, there's always these moments that that define a game, rightly or wrongly. It's always one play. Um, We just mentioned one that that included a fan, but there's going to be somebody that you know is going to screw up. And it's going to screw up big on national t- TV, and you just worry that, you know. But that's that's part of sport, right? It's just part what about of, like Leon Lett? Y'all yeah, that, that was fun? embarrassing. I mean, it's not, it's, it was embarrassing. And we had it, two, right? <laughs> Leon Lett. Yeah. yeah, well, he got stripped. Don Beebe stripped him, and wasn't it Don Beebe in the Super Bowl and the Rose yeah. Bowl? But they won that game, down. and then there was the they, other one. They won when the laugh where he so, like yeah. he he messed up the the field goal right and, uh, on yeah. Thanksgiving Day. Right. Right. Against Miami, yeah. You guys mentioned, like, OJ, but what about, like, Tanya Harding? Yeah. I mean, she's a villain. I think I think there's goats and there's villains. I think she's more of a villain, right? She's, she didn't kill anybody like OJ, of course. So <laughs> well, OJ didn't kill anybody either. He was acquitted. But, um, and here's one kind of like, what about Mike Tyson? Yeah. 
I want to eat your children. Tyson, <laughs> I think Tyson's the most interesting. So I'm waiting for the movie on Tyson. Oh, there, I hear it's great. Have you seen the beginning of that? No, movie? I mean, is there a movie? Is there really one? I mean, I want to see. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is oh. Mike Tyson. I want to see. He's got, like, he he does the spot on impression, first and foremost. Yeah. He got all jacked up for this movie. I don't know how much he really looks like him, per se, but he 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 becomes Mike. It's it's I've the the trailer I've seen about this. I didn't even know there was one. I'm just the first time hearing about this. He's like an old he's like an old Mike Tyson, and he talks. He's looking back, and he's looking back, and he goes, and and then you hear the bell ringing. It's this first fight, you know, and. Yeah. You haven't seen the trailer? You I have not seen it. It's the first time Google, hearing about Google it. Google Jamie Foxx, Mike Tyson. Movie. I will. And Tyson, to me, is just a totally fascinating character. He's he's the one of those guys who's gone from like a really good guy to a really troubled guy to a villain to a good guy again. And I don't know if you've seen some of the like Comedy Central or Cartoon Network or one of them showed the Mike Tyson mysteries, which was he actually voiced it. And it's basically like a Scooby-Doo type show where he, he goes around solving mysteries, <laughs> but he screws Seriously? them up. And it, yes, and it's hilarious. <laughs> he is. I mean, it's it's an adult version of Scooby. Let's be clear about that. Like it's it's definitely adult. And Norm Macdonald is one of the characters in it. But it's uh it's really hilarious. And it's and and you know, you see him like Just in those the hangover. two voices alone. I think I could almost like capture it. <laughs> no, it's uh, Google it sometime. Mike Tyson mysteries. It is. It's hilarious. And then you have he's it was he in hangover. Away with it too. Not for those meddling kids. <laughs> he was in Hangover. The oh, hangover, hangover movies. I thought that made him. I thought that 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 brought his, brought his image all the way back. I really did. Yeah, and that's what when, I'm saying. When he, Bill he's Collins a guy. is playing in the air tonight and all that, and he's like, wait a minute, and does the drum solo. Yeah, that was the and best. then and then they have to go to his house and he has the tiger and all that. Yeah, and then uh, and then he shows up in the second one at the end of the second one or third one, whichever one. Yeah. Um, but it's no his his the, the arc of his career is just and life has just been incredibly fascinating. You know what? When I think of Goat's Rick and here and sort of the sad part, this one of the sad ones was Donnie Moore. Remember Donnie Moore yeah. from the Angels, who never really recovered from giving up a home run that cost the Angels and Gene Mock his his mm-hmm. chance to go to a World Series. And ended up killing himself. He wound up committing suicide. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if there was more to it. A lot of people who claim no, it goes back to that. It goes, and it's funny, not funny. It's interesting how people react to uh, these moments because apparently, like the one of the more famous home runs in baseball history was Ralph Branca, who gave up the shot heard around the world, Bobby, Bobby Thompson, Thompson. Mm-hmm. back in nineteen what I would say fifty fifties, right? Yeah, in the fifty seven maybe or fifty somewhere anyway, there, yeah. fifty four somewhere in there. Um, but gave up the home run. The giant, and that was a game-winning home run. It was like they were winning. The Giants win the pennant. The Giants, Giants win a pennant. Giants win a pennant. Giants win. That's right. And he went on the rest of it. He he and Bob Thompson went on to appear like later in life at like Together. card shows. And yeah, he sort of embraced it. You know, as hey, well yeah, as a financial. The- see here again, Tom. You got to yeah. go back to my original thought. Like we got to get his shoe deal for Marco, right? With Polo. But, he did. That's what Ralph Branca <laughs> did. He sort of took it, you know, and he he embraced it and probably made some money out of it. And, oh yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting how he, you know, he went that direction. Donnie Moore obviously went another direction, which was yeah. which was horrible. But well, I mean, when you do it on the biggest stage, I think you know, there's you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes with it. But yeah, it was. Um, 
again, I hope that when we get into these these you know championships and 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 especially in college that none of these guys you know have those bad moments. You want them to have good moments, but it's inevitable. We'll see it in the playoffs. We'll see it in the NFL playoffs every year. You know, um, when I watch college football, Rick, when I watch especially a big game, if it's a big you know a big rivalry game like the Iron Bowl or yeah, you know, if, or if it, I might be sitting down to watch a game, and I'm. Usually I don't care who wins or loses these games, but if at some point you decide, ah, I kind of like to see this team win or whatever, but I could be rooting or sort of rooting or cheering on one team for the entire mm-hmm. game, and then if the other team comes up and a kid has a chance to for a chip shot field goal, oh, you say, even though I've been rooting it. for the other please team, make it. Yeah. yeah, you're like, please make only because I don't want to see that kid just get right. destroyed for the next right. 20 years. Exactly, and that's where we started, and I – I hope it doesn't happen, but um, that's that's part of the risk of sports. I mean, we you play it long enough. I mean, I I can remember making errors in a southeastern region baseball game in the finals against Puerto Rico, and we were out of pitching, and we put a guy on the mound that was throwing a gem until I let one that I booted a double play ball, and a couple runs scored, and we we never came back. We couldn't come back after that. You know, my it, last it high school sits with me to this day. My last high school baseball game and our the, the high school that I played for hadn't won a district title in I don't know twenty years or something like that. And we finally had a good team my my senior year, and we played one final game uh, of the season. That if we won, we got into a playoff for the district championship. It was like going to end up turn out to be a one game playoff. Yeah, and tra- trailing that whole game started raining. We started faking like we couldn't move on the mud hoping for a rain out. They continued the game. We somehow tied it up, and then the other team won on the bottom of the six. They hit a ground ball to yours truly. Uh-oh. I, I booted it mm. and uh, led to the winning run that we went one, two, three, or whatever in the, in the seventh. And But, yeah, my last the last ball ever hit to me in an organized baseball game I booted to cost our team the first district championship in 20 years. So, so there's somebody in But there were like four people watching that game, so <laughs> that's the difference. Well, yeah, it wasn't – it wasn't on the evening news, but right. I'll bet those guys on that baseball team when they get together. Jones, yeah. Hello, Jonesy. <laughs> that guy right there cost us a district championship. Yeah, I mean it's just part of the deal, man. You know, you got to get uh, no risk it, no biscuit, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of where it all begins. So, what do you got coming up at uh, Pointer dot org? Uh, I'm well. I'm getting ready to head on. We, we shut it down for a couple of weeks for the holidays, but I'm getting ready. Jeez, for, you're still on vacation. Well, no. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna. We're, we're in a few days. We're gonna shut it down for oh, okay. the rest of the year. I'm Dude, coming out on Friday with our uh, looking back at the year in media. Um, so wow, yeah, <laughs> quite a year. It is. It is. Yeah, there was a few stories out there, but I'll look back at sort of the best morning show, best you know, media personality of the year. Or show, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So, should be a lot any of fun. tips, any hints, any uh, any teasers? Um, you know what? I'm still kicking around. Who's going to be my media personality of the year? Last year it was Chuck Todd. Uh, this year, Chuck not, Todd, uh, yeah, University of Miami's year. own, right? Yeah, that's right. This year, um, uh, um, uh, how did he get to be? Is he now? Is is he an Eagles fan? Am I right about that? I don't know. I think. Uh, or is he a Dolphins fan? I thought I he was a Hurricanes a, fan. Dolphin. I know he's a hurricane. He's a big Hurricanes fan. I know that for yeah. a fact. Um. I when I interviewed Maybe I'm him, confusing him with Jake Tapper. I don't know. Perhaps I think Jake Tapper is a big Eagles fan. Have you talked to Jake Tapper? I have never spoken to Jake Tapper. Okay, 
Why do you ask? You asked it like I was like. It well, was... I just I, I would have thought by now you would have you know interviewed everybody at CNN, but perhaps not. No, no. I know them all. I know them on both channels, but like you know, whether it was Jake Tapper, Gloria Bolger, Bolger I mean you, you know, yeah, whatever. Van Jones, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Van Jones. No, they're. A lot of media guys, but yeah, check out. So you'll have that coming up, and coming uh, it'll up Friday, be your, yeah, your so. uh, look back at uh, at twenty twenty. We're almost there, man. We're almost to twenty twenty one. Can you believe it? It'd be great. The vaccines are rolling out. I'm ready. Can't wait for New Year's Eve. Although it'd be weird. Are they going to no. do? The, are they going to do the Times Square thing and they have a ball drop? I mean, people aren't going to go down there, right? No, they can't. Right? I would think. No, it's, not it's bad crazy. Yeah, right. It's crazy talk. No. But there will be partying somewhere for sure. And Tom Jones will uh, will party on with us in uh, 2021. I'll I would be hope. there. So, yeah, man. Appreciate it, Tommy. Thanks for the last two days, man. We'll talk to you. Okay, guys. Talk to you soon. My thanks to Tom. Matt Baker will join us tomorrow from the Tampa Bay Times to talk about the College Football Conference Championship weekend and also the latest playoff poll. And we'll also preview the Bucks at the Falcons on Sunday in Atlanta. For Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.